Hello and welcome to Posting Up, the Washington Post NBA podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bontemps, national NBA writer for the Washington Post, coming to you from San Francisco, where I'll be for the first round of the playoffs, which starts Saturday. Uh, very excited about getting the postseason underway. Should be a lot of fun. Um, we'll be having a ton of content on the Washington Post site from uh, both me from around the entire league and from uh, Candace Buckner and Jerry Brewer and Abel Wallace and whoever else is going to be with the Wizards uh, who open up Sunday against the Hawks in Washington. Should be a really fun uh, series. Should be potentially a long playoff, playoff run for the Wizards, which is a new thing. Should be interesting. So um, we'll look forward to that. Uh, from my standpoint, uh, today we're coming to you with Marcus Thompson, who is with uh, another team that will be in for a long playoff run, uh, most likely the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Marcus has covered them since 2004 uh, and is in the midst of a book tour for his new book, Golden, uh, about Steph Curry. Um, Marcus knows Steph better than anybody in the media, uh, has, has covered him his entire career, was a beat writer with the Bay Area News Group here in the Bay Area before he was a columnist. Uh, made a comment a couple of years ago and uh, is, a, is a great dude and, and has written a really fascinating book about a guy that everybody, you know, knows about now, but just a couple of years ago, you know, was back up, uh, you know, wasn't long ago that was, he was playing behind AC law and was having, you know, his ankle just sprained all over the place. Uh, and it didn't seem like his, you know, when he got a, a second contract smaller than Ty Lawson. Uh, so it, it's not like Steph Curry was, uh, destined for you know superstardom in the Hall of Fame is you know from the moment he got to the NBA it's been a it's been an interesting journey and Marcus you know is probably better to tell it than anybody so um, you know, go buy his book uh, you know Golden from Amazon or wherever else you can get it uh, he'll he'll give you the details during the podcast but it's a really interesting uh, really interesting pod touched on a lot of stuff um, think you'll enjoy it uh, so with that uh, let's get to my conversation with Marcus Thompson. Hi, Marcus. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, for people that don't know, when you have to write a book, uh, you know, you have to go through the whole process of writing the book. And then once the book comes out, it then becomes a giant sales pitch and to make the writer of the book do seven million uh, promotional appearances to sell it. So uh, what like I, the, the book came out on Tuesday, like what what have the last couple of days been like for you as you've had to uh, kind of go around and, and tell people why uh, why they should go pick the book up and, and take a look at it. So the uh, the PR answer is, man, it's been great. You know, getting <laughs> dialogue about, you know, the, the process and about, you know, the greatness of Steph Curry, you know, it's been a real whirlwind. I really appreciate it. Uh, that's the PR answer. The real answer is, man, dude, I've never talked this much in my life. <laughs> I mean, it's nonstop. It's like a... It's like uh, uh, like my grandmother is just talking my ear off, you know, all day. <laughs> it just it just it just never ends. But you know what? Uh, it's it's a worthy sacrifice because when you pour all of yourself into something like this, you might as well do what it takes to get people to to, to listen. But I've never done this before, so it's all pretty new. To me. Yeah, no, it's uh, we were joking yesterday when I asked Marcus if. Uh, he could come on the podcast today when we were at the Warriors Lakers game and he had to pull out his phone and, and go into his Google calendar and, and find find time amidst uh amidst a Dave Long uh interview barrage. So I appreciate you uh you finding a few minutes. But for those for those that don't know, Marcus just wrote uh a new book about Steph Curry, which uh which will be excellent because nobody in the world 
in the basketball world knows Steph better than Marcus, who has covered him since he was drafted by the Warriors in 2009. And, you know, we we were joking about this yesterday, but uh, Sports Illustrated excerpted this uh, really fascinating section from the book about Steph going to Mark Jackson, his former coach's church in, in L.A. And, and getting his ankle blessed uh, by Mark's wife. And uh, I, I, know you, I know you thought it was funny because at the time, you know, you were covering the team for the the Bay Area News Group, where you're now a columnist, and you had already written that story publicly, and the fact that the Warriors were just so irrelevant uh, made it that nobody really even knew that it happened until your book came out. So, you know, given given where the Warriors are compared to where they were when you started covering them, what what has it been like to kind of see, you know, not only as you were putting together the, the book, but just the way kind of the arc of the franchise has, has changed over, over your time covering it? It's still a little surreal, you know. Uh, this has really only been like, you know, three years, maybe mm-hmm. four, if you count, you know, uh, when they became a good team, a 50-win team. But I'm still really used to, like, decades of suckage. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's just weird in the way that people speak about the Warriors. You know, the, the really weird part is, like, people hate the Warriors. And it just happened so fast. Uh, they went from, like, irrelevant to – you know, trendy and kind of fun to watch to, I hate that team, they were throwing basketball. And it, like, all happened, like, before before somebody could graduate college. It was just, it's just really surreal because a lot of the talk in the Bay Area is still about, can you believe this, you know? Uh, can you believe, you know, the, uh, the the worst days are over? And part of one of the barometers of knowing, like, who just hopped on a bandwagon and who's been there is kind of like telling your story from, when you were a long-suffering fan. So if somebody drops a name out like Jeff Grayer or Chief Mr. Jennings and you don't know what they're <laughs> talking about, you clearly just hopped on a bandwagon. So yeah. it, it, it's really just – it's still a little bit surreal. It, it's it's uh, it's unique that, you know, you, you turn on the TV at 7 a.m. and they're talking Warriors and then you get home 7 p.m. and they're talking Warriors. And it's like – I just remember the times where Warriors fans were complaining like, how come our highlights are never on? <laughs> How come we're never on? It's just out here is just still really weird, and you can still there's a there's a novelty to it. Uh, so now when you write like when you write something like you kind of know you know if th- this might catch you know because people are paying attention. Uh, it's 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 a blessing and a curse in that way. Yeah. So where so when uh you like I said you you covered you started covering the Warriors in two thousand four. Two thousand four. Right? Me and Mike Montgomery started together. <laughs> if you don't know who Mike Montgomery is, say, you're not a real Warriors fan. Right? That's a good barometer. Do you know who Mike Montgomery is? Uh, <laughs> a lot of people who watch the team now probably have no idea who he is. Uh. So, you know, you obviously been there the whole staff run, this whole rise that we just talked about. Where, you know, when did you start thinking that that this that this was something that you wanted to to write a book about? So, Tim, you know, you my guy, right? You know, you know, I call you my brother because I've given you an honorary pass as an African American. It's it's one of the greatest comments I've ever received. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna have to tell you the truth now. In, in my in my promotion tour. You know, I probably might have to come with the more, you know, loftier intellectual answer, which is, you know, just watching the story. And I understand, like, how America <laughs> really, really grasps on tight to these stories of overcoming adversity and, and pulling yourself up and, and beating the odds. I mean, we just love that story. 
And I was right. it was two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, hey, you know, Steph Curry really embodies the American <laughs> spirit. Uh, we should try to flesh this out. So that that's the answer that I would give you. But since you're my man, I'm yeah. gonna tell you the truth. So uh, an agent called and was like, hey, we got some publishers who wanted this book, and we think you don't want to write it. And I was like, are you paying? And they was like, yeah. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. I mean, that, listen, that's the right way. That's the right way to do it. Oh, hey, I, you, you, we think you should write this book, and we'll pay you. Okay, great. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the funny part, Tim. Like in the in the, like the, uh, the the machinations of this, right? Right. When the agent first called me, like first I got an email saying, "Hey, can you talk to this agent? You know, it's, want you to? It's a literary agent." I'm like, "This is about a book." <clears throat> and this is remember, like we covered the first championship, and then the Warriors went 22 and 0. So then that's when I get. So this, so this, this, this was during the during the winning streak last season. Yeah, to start the, to start the the previous year, I think they were probably like sixteen or seventeen and zero. Right, right. In the nation. So this, so I mean, you know, like the job, right? So at this point, you're killed. And right. Keep in mind, we really didn't get any off time because after they choked in the finals, they got Kevin Durant. Which, that's right. You know. So there really was very limited off time. So now you're back in the crucible, and it's crazy. They're winning every game, and it, it's just insane. So this dude's talking about writing a book, and I'm like, so the first time I didn't even return his call. And then, the, <laughs> and then the person who referred me was like, can you call him? Like, you're making me look bad. So I call him back, and I'm, ta- and I'm talking to this agent, and he's, like, interviewing me, and I'm just irritated while I'm driving. Like, I'm only calling. I'm only talking to you, like, so – uh, a, a friend doesn't look bad, and now right. you're, now I got to answer all these questions. Right? <laughs> like, so he's like interviewing me, and then he asks me to take a sabbat. Can I take a sabbatical? I'm like, who are you talking to? They're 22 and 0. Like, <laughs> uh, at that time, we thought they were marching to a back-to-back championship right, and taking right. down the Bulls. Right? It's like, right. you want me to stop working right now? So I, I was done with the conversation then. So then he was like, yeah, you know what, I I heard that you were the one to write the, the books, but, you know, after talking to you, like, I'm pretty sure you're the one. So I'll tell you, we got Simon & Schuster, Harper Collins, and Random House. I'm like, yo, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is for real? Pop the brakes. <laughs> right? But this, I had to pull over. Like, hold on, this is for real? But, I mean, if, if somehow that conversation would have got cut off before, like if my wife called, Man, man, I gotta go. My wife is calling. I'll call you back, and I probably would have never called him back. But, but it wasn't until he said that I was like, "Oh, this is, this is for real. This is real money right here." That's funny. So, you, yeah, you obviously, you know, you know Steph better. Like you've been there for the whole the whole run. So, you know, in in putting together the book, you know, obviously, like that story I said earlier about the the church, you obviously, you know, went back through a lot of the stuff that you had already written about him. Um, are you, is it, you know, when you mentioned how surreal it is that the, that the Warriors are um, the team that they are now, I mean, this is a guy who at one point was being benched for AC Law, you know, like not that long ago. Like, Man, that's some great knowledge, Tim. He's showing up the Warriors fans right now. Well, is it, is, it's got to be, it's got to, this whole thing, is, for as surreal as the Warriors part of this is, given your the way you know Steph, it's got to be, even stranger to have seen him become this worldwide phenomenon like this, right? Not for me because I called it his rookie year. I'm lying. (laughs) 
You know, well, you, called, you did call Draymond Green being the best player that the Warriors drafted in 2000 and uh, was that 2012? In 2012, not. Yeah, you know that, it is, is, that one is on your resume for sure. It, it's especially surreal that Steph got here because not only did like when he was drafted, there was talk about you know he should probably be a six man, like a scorer off the bench, because very few people was convinced he could play point guard at this level, myself included. Or I had right. actually see him do it. Right. But what really makes it, you know, like I can't believe he did this, is the ankle stuff. I mean, people, I know it's like ancient history now, but he really looked fragile, right? He really looked like he wasn't going to be able to do this. He got deservedly paid less than Ty Lawson on their second. Absolutely, coach. and which means, which tells you he wasn't sure, right? Right. <laughs> he right. didn't say, I'm going to bet on myself and go into free agency. He was like, man, let me take this guaranteed money. <laughs> right. But right. But the way he used to sprain his ankle and how often, like, I've never seen someone just sprain their ankle just by running down court. Like, you see people land on foot, they jump in there and land on foot. He was doing it, he called it a phantom sprain because he didn't touch anything. He was just running and it was spraying. And so at that point, like, he was dejected and unsure. And you could just see, like, his spirit was affected by it. So... Coming right. from that, like from that low, I remember in San Antonio, and you know Steph always willing to talk. Right. San Antonio, he sprained his ankle, and he, like, asked. For the, for only one time he's ever asked. He said, can I not, or can I have today off? Is it okay? He asked us, is it okay if I not talk today? Right, because he was so, like, demoralized by another sprain. Like, but coming from that to where he is now, it, it, right. it's kind of crazy. Right. I mean, was there, did you, I mean, the the ankle stuff aside, I mean, when you saw him early in his career, like, like, like you said, you had to kind of see him play the point once he got drafted, right? Like, it, like, what did you think his ceiling was early on? Like, did you think he could be a starter? Did you think he could I thought he'd be, be an all-star. Like that second yeah. half of the year, the second half of the year, really, because. His rookie year? His rookie year, when the Warriors, when the season was done and they were trashed and Monte got hurt and Don Nelson was like, hey, man, this is your team. He just gave the ball to Steph, but, like, this is your team. And I'm talking Anthony Tolliver was on the court with him, Mikey Moore, <laughs> Chris oh, Hunter, God. right? <laughs> like, uh, I think C.J. Watson. See, that was, was C.J. Watson was on that team, I remember. Yeah, that. I mean, it was just – it was a bunch of, like, players who we never heard of, D-League, people from the D-League who got called up and stuck around. Like, he had those guys with him, and he was dropping 30 and 15, right? He, I was just like, look. I didn't know he could do – I didn't know he could pass like that. I didn't know he could, like, make plays like that. But he was playing with Monte, and, you know, he was, like, deferring to Monte, so he didn't really do it. But once he got turned loose, he was incredible those last, like, two, two three months. I think January or February they turned it over. But that right. last stretch, he was incredible. But I was like, oh, because, you know, like, before this, keep in mind, like, you got players like Jason Richardson and Baron Davis, right, yep. and Gilbert Arenas. And it was always the conversation was, are they all-stars or not, right? And these are, yeah. none of them ever made it. So, you know, in the Bay, they were like, man, there they're, they're should be an all-star. It's crazy. They're averaging 23 points. But outside the Bay, it was like, right. you know, but you're not winning. So right. he's just a dude who's getting buckets on a bad team. But when you saw Steph, his rookie, he was like, okay, now this is going to be a legitimate all-star, right? That, there was, it wasn't like Jason Richardson where it was on the cusp. Right, where he's like, right. you know, if he has a great, great, great year, he might make it one time. When you watch Steph, you knew. I felt like you were watching an all-star. 
were you watching a two-time MVP? I ain't see that. Right. <laughs> I see that at right. all. Right. No, I, I think I think anybody would be lying if they said they did. Um, now, did you did you ever was there ever a point with those ankle injuries when you kind of thought, um, you know, this guy's just not going to be able to stay on the court? Like, I mean, I know he had those doubts, like you said, that game in San Antonio, and he obviously, you know, as part of that excerpt, you you kind of went through how he, you know, had that that. Actually, you know what? You should just tell that story about when he he goes to visit the doctor and and he doesn't have any idea what they're going to do when they cut his ankle open because it, it is kind of a it is kind of remarkable where you know where that was and the fact that it really wasn't even that long ago um, to where to where his career has progressed to where it is now. So when 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 Steph was going through these ankle injuries, uh, the the real difficult part is he just didn't know the origin of it uh, and. He he first he first sprained his ankle in Team USA. They went I think I think it was uh 2010 and, and they went made, to Turkey, right? They went to Turkey, yeah. And he made that team, and you know it was the World Basketball Championships, right? Or or I don't know, was it? I don't think it was the World Basketball Championships. It was called yeah. that at the time. Yeah, it was the it's it's the it was the World Championships. World yeah. Championships. World yeah. Championships in Turkey, yeah. Yeah, so they were in Turkey, and he made that team, and obviously you know. A lot of the Olympic guys didn't play, but he made that team and he sprained his ankle pretty badly, like right before, like in a in a practice before they were about to start playing. And it was his left ankle, but, you know, it's Olympic. So, you know, Steph, who, as we've come to know, never liked sitting out, you know, kept made, his way, made his way back onto the court. He kept playing. And then he comes back to camp and he sprains the right ankle. So... You know, I I believe, and other you know other doctors have told me this. Like it began there. He compensated. He was playing on a bad ankle, and the compensation sure. hurt the right ankle. Sure. So, but that right ankle just just it just never healed. He would sprain it, and he would go out a few days, and then and then he would trip over somebody's shoelace and sprain it again. Right. And then right. he had surgery in the off season and came back, and it was still happening. So he got to this point. And he missed his he missed like his third season most of it. I think he only played like twenty six games. It was a strike shortened year, so he missed forty games that year. Right. Uh, and in the off season he had surgery but and he went to a new doctor and because there was no answer, I mean, this was when he was with Nike and he went to Beaverton and made a cust they had a custom shoe made for him and it still didn't like nothing worked. So right. the doctor was saying, Hey, we, we, we might have to restructure your ankle. Uh which is like a major surgery. Well, yeah, I want you to explain that to people, like what that is, because it, like, in reading the in reading the excerpt, like, because I forgot about all this stuff, you know, which is the fun part of books like this. You kind of get reminded about these things, like you said, even if you already wrote them. But like, explain like what reconstructing it is, because it's just crazy. Like, well, they would have to like either swap out his ligaments <laughs> or like or like cut off a piece that's like jacked up and stretch it out or something. Or they can take a ligament from somewhere else and make it work. Uh, something was up with his ligaments, and they had to figure out what they would do. Uh, the problem was they didn't know what it was. Like, it's Dr. Richard Furco, who's like a renowned ankle specialist. He said, I had to go in and see. So you just didn't know. Uh, like, if there was a piece that was just, like, messed up and you had to cut it and stretch it out and kind of mm-hmm. reaffix it, or, like, man, this is so messed up, we need to go find a, a corpse to get a, a ligament, right? Like, <laughs> right. You, you just didn't know. Uh, and he and his dad and his agent, like, none of them knew if his career was over. Because you do that stuff, you just don't know what's going to happen on the other side. So at the very least, he's in for 
the most gangster rehab process of all time, right? Like something he's never done before. He's going to have to, like, fight like crazy to get back to a level where he could play on a brand, on, on basically new ligaments. So they just didn't know. So they are in there, like, praying. Steph, you know, they're scared. The dad is trying to keep them, you know, positive. And then he goes in there, and the guy, Dr. Furco, opens it up and is like, oh, you good. We just had to clean out some scar tissue. So we still don't know what's wrong with the ankle, right? Like, right. Like, I'm still like, so what was it then, back then, right? Was it really just not enough rest? Because he, he had two surgeries. Uh, and right. the second one seemed to work. But that was just such a time of, of uncertainty. And then he comes back and he sprains his ankle in preseason. <laughs> but it was it was like it was it was a legitimate like ankle sprain. It wasn't like a phantom one. It was a legitimate sprain and everybody, you know, was like, Uh oh, here you go like two surgeries and it's the thing still ain't working. Right, right. But right. but he that was actually a good sign. That that helped him get a contract because it took that I think it was uh Wesley Matthews like kicked the back of his ankle or back of his foot, like, pretty hard, and it sprained his ankle. But it held up, so they were kind of watching to see how it would, like, how it would respond. And it responded like a regular sprained ankle. And he was able to, you know, be healed. And the Warriors felt comfortable enough to give him a four-year contract, right? And the kind of the compromise was the $44 million instead of, you know, at least 48 which is what Ty Lawson got. But that man, that was a crazy time. The real, the real solution though to his ankle was the True Love Worship Center. And I know you hate, <laughs> I know you hate, but his, but his ankle has been fine since then. After, after he sprained it with Wesley Matthews, you know, when, when they were playing L.A., they had a preseason game. Mark Jackson would invite whoever wanted to come to his church. When he's in L.A., he preached at his church, and they were all invited. And right. a lot of them went. A lot of them went. So. You know, at some point in the worship, uh, I think it was the benediction, his wife, who's like the pastor while Mark Jackson is gone, right. you know, she called Steph Curry up. Uh, and Steph Curry is, a, you know, a, a deep, a deeply uh, religious person, right? He, he's a devout man of faith. So, <laughs> you know, he was he was into it, and she called him up, and they took, you know, took off the shoe, and they anointed his ankle with oil, which was a practice of, of of ancient Judaism that translated into the Holy Scriptures. <laughs> You're buying this. I'm telling you. I, I hear you taking notes. So she anointed his ankle and rubbed it in, and they prayed over it. Right. So the funny part though is like Steph, you know, he let he let him do it, and he went back to his seat, and she said, "Wait a second. You don't just you don't just get a blessing from the Lord and just walk off nonchalantly." You have to show that you believe. You got to show us. And Steph was like, "Huh?" She's like, "Show us you believe." So he said he didn't know what to do. So he just started hopping on that ankle, <laughs> hopping and dancing while while the whole church is like like cheering and, and praising. He just he's just hopping like you know to show you believe. And the funny part though is that like this is this is such night and day from Curry's church. Like I've been to Curry's church. It's affluent. Like you know, white, conservative, relatively quiet. <laughs> you know, you right. So people jumping up, shouting, "Amen!" They got an overflow room. You know, if you late, <laughs> like, this, this is a different. This is like a different environment. So Seth being in that environment was probably like 
well, what the heck is happening here? Like he right. never it before. So right. him like kind of jumping all in uh, is actually you know a good spirit by him. But uh, man, can you just imagine that? <laughs> Dev hopping on one foot trying to show that he believes in the in the anointing. Um. Yeah. No. It's it, that was an incredible. Uh, I, I, that was an incredible uh, anecdote. It really was. Like I, I you know, and I. It, it is. It is just remarkable as a as an NBA fan. You know, to uh, to to see to see where he has come from. It's it's really crazy. Uh, one one more thing before I let you bounce. I know you got a million things to do. What in going back through it and kind of re- revisiting the whole Curry narrative and, and everything you've written about him, like it, if it's not that story you just told, like what what is the, the 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 thing that you've kind of gone back and looked over that you've you know either most enjoyed remembering or uh, you know dug up in your reporting? Like what's what's the thing that you've uh, you've enjoyed the most uh, about the process just of, of doing the book? So uh, uh, because you're my guy, right? <laughs> you know. And you know I mean that, right? You know I'm not just saying that. Like I've been I know saying that, that. Uh, 100 times. I'm, everybody's my guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you, but you really are my guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the, uh, the truth and not the, the PR. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like in my, um, my upbringing, like my parents split when I was nine, and you know they had issues, and I had to live with my grandmother, and I grew up like with this kind of longing for parents, like, you know, I wanted my parents to get it together. You know, every kid wants their parents. So the part that I liked the most, that was the most fulfilling to me, was learning, like, the role Steph's mom played in his upbringing. Like, you know, I, and I know you people see her on TV, and she's she's beautiful, right, and she's dancing. Sure. And it's, you know, the the the, the view of her is, is superficial, right? So, like, you look at all, she's Steph's mom, and she's pretty. And that's all people talk about. But and 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 also like because you know Steph is a pro player and he's a shooter and his dad was that. I just assumed that you know a lot of who he is is about his dad, right? It just makes sense that he and his dad were intrinsically linked, and, and they are. You know, they they are to some degree. But the more I like dug into him, the more it became clear that so much of who he is and why and the intangibles that make him good points back to his mom and she was it was incredible like how she raised them kids and 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 even like when you talk to them now they can barely talk about her without getting you know (laughs) like choked up or like they they revere her in a sense but while and you know it makes sense in hindsight their dad was traveling the land playing hoop of course their mom was integral but like she was she is like Steph is her like even even his style of athleticism it's her style. She was a volleyball player, small, quick, fiery, way tougher and stronger than you expect, like driven, kind of maniacally driven and, you know, bent on proving that I'm not soft. Like that's that's all <laughs> that's all Sonya, right? When you when you dig into her her existence, like the faith that kind of undergirds his whole life and keeps his nose clean and value his family, that's all Sonya. So, so a lot of the stuff that you know, when you when you kind of break down somebody's character and who they are, like it it was it was her, and that was that was that was fulfilling for me because I know how much that means. I know I know the value of that, and in the end, this is also a black family, so it's good to tell a good story about a black family. 
Yeah, no. Now, that was deep, not, Tim. That was that was deep. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't know where you're going to go with that. That that was very interesting. Now, when you when you say that, when you say that about about her, like what um like what like what specific things about his personality, like besides the obviously the faith stuff, like what what, what when you now that you've kind of written the book, what what about his personality, like when you see him now reminds you of her, like in how he how he handles stuff or how he conducts himself. So, number one, his, like, super insistence on, like, spending time with his family. Like, that that's her. She would fly on the road with three young kids, like, to be with Dale. Like, she mm-hmm. wasn't playing. Family needed to be together. And now when you see Steph, who is he rolling with? Right. <laughs> his entourage right. is Ryan Riley, Aisha, Sonia Dale, right? right. Uh, Grandma Candy, like, oh, <laughs> like all that uh, uh, the I, I, the Alexanders, Aisha's in-laws, like that's his entourage. So that Steph is very silly, right? He's very he likes pranking and practical joking. It's yeah. one of the reasons like his teammates like him. He's very he loves like fun, uh, and that's that's Sonya. She's wild. She's hilarious. She likes to have a good time. Dale is chill, right? Dale is like the dude from Jet Magazine who just stroll yeah. in, like right? Sonya's the wild, likes to have fun, always laughing, like that. Like he gets that from her, the dancing that you see Steph doing, like you know the the kind of silly dancing on the court and celebrating sure. and all that's Sonya, and we could see that right, like when yeah. Steph does something crazy, Sonya's you know two stepping in the in the aisle, <laughs> right, right. So it's it, it's a lot of stuff like that where uh, the down to earthness. I mean, his dad is super down to earth too, but just that ability to kind of willingness to talk to anybody. And it doesn't matter, Nick, and I'm going to treat you the same. Uh, a lot of that stuff points to Sonya. Now, he does have a lot of traits from his dad. You just don't really think about it. It's always been Dale and Steph, Dale and Steph. Oh, his yeah. dad, his dad played in the NBA. And you, I just really yeah, – that, that connection is so obvious. It's obvious, you right? You don't think about yeah. the other one, yeah. I didn't I – didn't, like, doing this book made me really understand the other – and Steph and Seidel, the other kids – like when you hear them talk about their mom, like you know, like that's like that, that that like she was a huge figure in their life, like huge. Uh, and so a lot of who Steph is and what he's become and how he handles all of this is Sonya. I remember uh, there was one time I wrote a story about Steph. This was like maybe his first or second year, and you know his teammates called him the Golden Boy, and you know you know he just had that image and. If you know Steph, you know he he's not really a fan of that. <laughs> right? He doesn't like the whole pretty thing, right? So this was young, and so you know Tim, I just go to him like, look, you don't want people to think you're Mr. Perfect. Then you need to go ahead and tell me some dirt, right? <laughs> you give me some dirt, you put it out there, and say, oh, you got to get a So he told me one of his situations. I wrote about it too. Uh, uh, I mean, it was like, it's so minor. He was at a party at Davidson, right? And uh, and he had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was too much noise in a police game, and, and he got, like, college arrested right. for got having a, an open game. Got, like, a, or got like, like that. an open container citation, right? Yeah, at, at, like, a, at like, a, like a seriously, like, religious Christian school at Davidson. Right. Super right. strict. Like, he got, it was, you know... So if you just lined up NBA stars and had them tell their dirt, 
Like that's gonna be laughable, so, right? It still proves it still proves the it actually proves that's, further that that's the that's about total. I was like, dude, if you list this as your dirt, it's only gonna make it worse. But I but I wrote it, right? I wrote it anyway and then I right. come to the next game and Sonya Shopping just looked like I was her kid. Like it just like gave me the finger like come here. Right? <laughs> like I thought I was in trouble. And you know, she man, she you know, she had some questions for me. And it was nice, she didn't like curse me out. But she was like, why Why are you writing that? And asking me a bunch of questions, and I explained. And I'm like, Steph, man, like, you don't want to say it. Come get your mom. She's like, man, I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> and it kind of left me on the vine. But that's how she is. So, you know, right. her, her husband was in the NBA, and her son played basketball, and her daughter played volleyball, and somehow she made it to everybody's game. It's, it's that type of stuff that you just don't think about because it's always Dale and Steph. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's really fascinating. I I never, uh, you know, I never really, I never made that connection at all, you know, because like you said, the other, you know, the other one is so in your face all the time and obvious that uh, you just don't, you just don't think about it that way. So, and also, like all the conversation about her is about how she looks. Like that's all of the conversation, right? Right. It's like right. You know, and he's heard that all his life. Like if you want to make Seth mad, like talk about his mom. And I'm not saying oh, like sure. talk bad about her, but just start speaking too much highly about her looks. Right. <laughs> that's right. a great way to get cut off of Seth. I mean everybody I mean everybody as a kid I mean everybody as a kid, you know, would would hear things like that, you know, and like you'd have to like deal with stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's funny when you think about the fact that if you're a guy like him, that's just literally never stopped. Right? You know, like <laughs> Like like that, your whole life has just been around. There was know. a time at a at a Nets game, matter of fact, uh, maybe second or third year. I remember Money Mayweather was at the game. This was before he was the Money team, but he was at that game. And uh, we, you know, the Warriors won the game, and we're in the locker room, and I'm trying to we're trying to interview Steph, and he's livid, right? He's like looking for whoever the broadcast team. I don't even know who he's talking about, right? And he's looking for the Curry, broadcast Curry team. Curry is. Yeah, Steph. He's looking. He's like, where? Who? Who does the broadcast and where are they? And we try to figure out what what he's talking about. And, and he's like, he found out somebody told him that on some broadcast. I don't even think it was the Nets broadcast. That's the problem, right? <laughs> That's probably why I could find them. But somebody on there said the only thing prettier than Steph Curry's jump shot is his mom. And oh. it got back to him, and woo, he was not happy. <laughs> So you know, I'm like, hey, Steph, let's go find the broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get some dirt? Go knock some. Yeah, right. Out, you? <laughs> yeah, he was. I've never seen him that bad. Like he was, he was not happy <laughs> at all. That's really funny. Um, all right, well, this, listen, man, I, you've got enough for interviews to do, so I, I don't want to keep you longer. But uh, but but give the people uh, a full rundown on the book. Tell them tell them where to go get it. Uh, all all that stuff, so they can go get what's a what's a should be a terrific read about one of the most you know dominant and uh, popular plays in the world now. So there's multiple places you can get it. You, you should be able to get it in any bookstore, especially like the major ones, Barnes and Noble or wherever you are locally. You of course can get it online, uh, Amazon.com, Google, uh, iTunes Books or whatever. Uh, but if you really want the special ones, you need to find me in Oakland and get one of the ones that's in my trunk. I'm going for eighty nine ninety nine, and I'll sign it for you on the spot for eighty dollars. That's Only the one you got, bucks. Jim. 
only eighty bucks, huh? <laughs> but, but but they're everywhere books are sold. But if you want that special one, come to Oakland and find come, me. I got come to Oakland. Place. Come to Oakland and find the mayor. Find the mayor cruising around. Uh, and with, and with it might have my new rap CD in there. <laughs> new, new rap? Yeah, exactly. Just like just like everybody else in Oakland. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, uh, many, many best wishes on the book. Uh, you know, I'm not kidding when I say that Marcus knows staff better than, than anybody in, in the media, and I, I'm sure it's going to do gangbusters. So uh, I'm glad you stayed on the phone with the, with the agent when he called, and um, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad this book is out there. And, uh, and I, I'll be seeing you a lot the next couple months as, oh, uh, yeah. as the playoffs. The playoffs Until June, right? Is there any is, before we go? One thing: is there any? Do you see any way the Warriors don't win the championship, assuming their top four guys remain healthy? Yeah, not assuming injury. Uh, the, the only thing I see is LeBron doing something like we haven't seen before. Which, when you got an all-time great like that, you know that that's possible. I, and you know, Kawhi might be. I don't know if he's on that level their yet. Team, but their team, their their his team isn't good enough. To, to, see, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Enough. Can't Kawhi do something we've never seen before? I think he can. I mean, I picked yeah. him as MVP, but I, I think his team, I think his team just isn't there. I'm like, with they just you. Don't have I'm with you. I, and I don't know if he's one of those dudes who can like carry that team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. You, I, here's what I will tell you. I think, uh, I think Washington coming out of the East, though. You Ooh. can book that. I, just, I, love, I, I have a John Wall bias. I'm sorry. That, oh, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. I love John Wall, too. That might have to be the headline on the podcast. Washington what? coming out the East. Wow. All right. How about this? No, let me, right, we'll let me amend that. Let me amend that. Let me wait amend that. If it's not you... Cleveland, it's Washington. Oh, wait a minute. Man, that's such a backpedal, right? That's no backpedal. <laughs> just stick with it. Just stick with it. It's much more fun to stick with it. I'm not buying the, the Cleveland. Cleveland struggling thing. I'm not buying it at all. In the playoffs, they will be Cleveland. LeBron will be LeBron, and they're still, they still are a better team than Boston or whatever. But I do think Washington like has some ingredients that can beat them. And if they are indeed vulnerable, I think Washington can do it. But if that means I need to say Washington will take them down, go ahead. Yep, John Wall will take <laughs> down LeBron James. Well, you don't have to say it if you don't believe it. You just said it, and then you ran away from it as fast as you could. I did, I did, I did. Because you're talking about it's going to be the headline. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Right for the Washington Post, man. It's going to be on the Washington Post website. Like Marcus, uh, Thompson. You know. Marcus Thompson says. Uh, so, says Marcus Thompson the says Washington is the biggest threat to Cleveland, not Boston. So, all right. So, 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 so you say Washington makes the conference finals then? At yes. worst. I say they make the conference fine. There you go. Wizards fans who listen to hear about Steph, they just got a nice little uh, little bonus nugget at the end. So that's good. Um, all right, man. But seriously, thank thanks a lot, and uh, and best of luck with the uh, with the book tour. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's going to go great, and it's uh, it's well deserved. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it, and I'll see you. Yes, I'll see you, and I'll see you in a, a day or two. Yep. All right. Thanks again to Marcus for coming on the podcast. Uh, nobody better, as I said, to write a Steph Curry book. It's a fascinating read. Go out and buy it from Amazon, wherever else you can get it. Um, you know, it's it's it'll, it'll be worth your time if you're a basketball fan, and you'll hear a lot of interesting stuff as Marcus just kind of touched on throughout the pod here. And there's a lot of fascinating stuff about Steph Curry you didn't think about that he'll he'll get into with you. So so go do that. Also, uh, please subscribe to the Monday Morning Post Up, my NBA newsletter. 
I'm going to have a lot of stuff during the playoffs here. Going to hopefully be doing daily updates, at least during the first round, on, on what I see from the games and what's happening around the league. So, so please go check that out. Um, I, think, I think you'll find it interesting. You know, go, go subscribe to subscribe. Uh, go to wapo.st slash newsletter. That's wapo.st slash newsletter. Go subscribe. You'll get all the links from my work for the week, some links from other places around, some other articles that I thought were interesting from around the league by others, and then you know my thoughts on, on stuff that's happening. And during the playoffs, it might just be you know my, my thoughts on each night's games, but you'll have it in your inbox each morning to kind of dissect and, and go over. So you know, do, do yourself a favor and go, go check that out. As for my work, uh, you can find my work on Twitter, at Tim Montemps, on Facebook, at Tim Montemps NBA, in the, news, in the pages of the Washington Post or on the Washington Post website, washingtonpost.com. Uh, please give the podcast a five-star rating and review wherever you find it on Stitcher or iTunes or R19 or wherever else you can get it. It's a big help to the pod, so thank you for that. Thanks to Glenn Yoder and the Western States for the theme music for the podcast. Please go subscribe or please go buy their music online. Go look it up. I've seen them in concert. They're terrific. Glenn is a good friend of mine. He's the sports editor at the Washington Post and deserves your support. So go check that out. Thanks again to Marcus Thompson from the Bay Area News Group. You can search, uh, search for that online to find his work. Go to Thompson Scribe on the, on the web and, and follow him. You know, Marcus is a really good dude and, and is, is, a, is a great follow. And on top of the fact that he just wrote a great book about Steph Curry, as we spent the last while talking about. Um, thanks again to all you for listening. We'll have some more stuff down the road on the postseason. So we're looking forward to that. And until then, enjoy all the playoffs. 